You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 42. Every year, it seems like quarter four approaches, and we're often scrambling to come up with a plan. So this year, I wanted to share a few ways that you can start preparing for quarter four right now. These tips are going to be helpful no matter what quarter you're listening to this episode during, because quarter four is something that we really should be preparing for all year long. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Friends, welcome back to another episode. Things have just been crazy busy behind the scenes at Grace and Vine Studios, and something that has been really new for me this year is really trying to balance my time between the time that I spend on client work and the time that I spend behind the scenes working on my business or what I call my CEO time. And so one of the many reasons that I love having this podcast is that it has really helped to ground me and give me some structure to my weeks and my months. If you're new around here, I just wanted to say welcome and give you a quick introduction. My name is Madison Weatherill, and I am a web designer for food bloggers. My business, Grace and Vine Studios, has been serving clients for over five years, and specifically, I've been focusing on serving almost exclusively food bloggers for about since the beginning of 2019. So if you are ever needing design support or you're interested in learning about how I work with clients on strategic branding and web design, you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com, and you can click on the services tab to learn more. So let's talk about quarter four. Now, whenever I talk about quarter four to people who are not in the food blogging world, they don't really understand why it is such a big deal in this space. And so I wanted to start for just a few minutes talking about what quarter four is and why it's such a big deal. Whether you're new to the food blogging industry or you're just not really sure why it's such a hot topic, this should help you understand a little bit more. So first, Q4 is short for quarter four, which is the fourth tax quarter of the year, meaning October, November, and December. There's a few reasons why this quarter becomes such a big deal in our industry. The first is that there is normally higher traffic. Quarter four is a really big deal for bloggers because people are using blogs and specifically food blogs way more than normal during this time. Now, during the original COVID-19 quarantine, lots of bloggers experienced a similar type of traffic surge. So if you haven't listened to episode five of the podcast, definitely go back and listen to that one because I cover a lot of what you should do when you have those traffic spikes in that episode, but I've also pulled some of that out to include in this episode as well. And I also should mention that there's a lot of links and resources within this episode, so definitely check out the show notes in your podcast player or go over to graceandvinestudios.com and you can find the podcast show notes there as well. Another reason why quarter four ends up being such a big time for bloggers is that there is usually higher ad spend during that time. 
So advertisers pay more for impression as the demand increases. So quarter four has the highest CPMs fill rates and therefore RPMs, which is the money that is in the pockets of publishers. And I'm going to link to an article from Mediavine that talks more about this, about what quarter four is and why it matters for ads. But this is also the time when people are planning to spend money. So advertisers capitalize on this by filling ad spots more, and they're also paying higher amounts in order to fill those spots than they are in different seasons of the year when ad spend is lower. So I'll link to a few of those articles that I talked about from Mediavine that talk more about this. And if you haven't listened to my podcast episode from a few weeks ago, all about ads, then I would definitely check that out too. If you're just interested in how display ads work and what you should know about them. Another reason that quarter four is a big deal is that there are more sponsored content opportunities. So it's not just display ads that have a higher budget, it's also companies who do sponsored content. They're usually going to have more campaigns and more opportunities during Q4. So let's jump into how you can prepare for quarter four. We're going to break this down into a few different sections. I'm going to talk about planning your content and the strategy behind that conducting your own website audit to make sure that your website is running the best that it can be. And then finally, talk about the monetization of quarter four and what you need to think about for specifically making money during quarter four. So let's jump into the content planning and strategy behind this. This is something that I really love talking about and I'm really passionate about. It's something that I didn't do very well on my food blog at the beginning and as my food blog grew and as I learned more, I got better at this. This is something that I help some of my ongoing retainer clients do and it's just a really fun part of blogging to me to be able to really choose what you're talking about on your blog strategically. And so I wanna talk about that from a the perspective of quarter four specifically. So there's two different sides to content planning. There is the existing content that you already have, and then there's the new content that you plan on publishing during this time. So when you start thinking about content planning, you first need to figure out what has already done well on your site. So you want to look back at your past year's seasonal traffic in order to start looking for trends. Now, some of these trends are going to be very obvious. Things like pumpkin pie is going to be popular in the month of November, or things like stuffing is going to be something that is a relevant blog post during the month of November. Other things like Christmas cookies and things like that. But I have found that when I have dug into the research of this, I usually find a couple of outliers of posts that I wouldn't expect to have been popular during that time, but for whatever reason, they have done well. And so you want to make sure that you really dig into your analytics here. You want to look through both Google analytics to see which posts got the most traffic, your Pinterest analytics to see which pins performed the best, and then also Google search console because you want to know what keyword landed that person on your site. Now, I recommend creating a spreadsheet in order to look at all of this, and you're going to have columns to track different things that are going to help you not only figure out what made a post do well, but how you can also make updates to your content that has performed well in the past. So you're really making a spreadsheet of the content that has done well during quarter four in the past, or maybe content that you published last year during quarter four that didn't have time to take off and do well. You want to be tracking what updates need to be made to that post. So do you need to take new photos for it? Do you need to create new pins? Do you need to update the actual content or is your recipe card fully filled out? These are things that you really want to know and track so that you can make these updates or potentially hire support if you need a VA to help you with some of these tasks in order to get them done in time. 
And having this spreadsheet will help you to really understand how much work you have to do before quarter four starts. This is something that I see people really wait until the last minute to do, but some of these updates are going to potentially help your post rise in ranking and you want that to happen before people are actually searching for these terms so that when the traffic starts to increase, your post is ranking higher than it was before because of these great updates that you've made. And I'm going to link to a, another article from Mediavine. They did a an RPM challenge a few years ago that was super helpful for going through this. And whether or not you have ads, this is still a really helpful process to go through. And it's a completely free resource that they have for any publisher, not just people that are with Mediavine. So I highly recommend taking a look and going through that. So looking at creating new content, look at those posts that have already done well, and I want you to see if there is any supporting content that you need to create. Maybe you have a pumpkin pie recipe and a homemade whipped cream recipe would go really well with it. Think about the posts that you can create that would support posts that you already have or be complementary to those posts. I have a whole podcast episode about strategic content planning that I will link, but I really like to think about this in two different ways. You think about the content that you can create that is supportive to a post that you already have, and then you think about the content that you can create that is similar. So I always thought about creating a vegan stuffing recipe for my site because one of the posts that really did well on my blog was a sausage stovetop stuffing recipe. And so I always thought about what could I create that would be similar to this post, but potentially would provide value for somebody who isn't looking for that particular recipe. So you really need to think about how you can create content that is similar and or supportive to the existing content that you have that is already doing well. And then maybe it's not an entire post that you need to create. Maybe you need to create something supplemental for the post itself. So it could be a free download that you need to create. It could be a video that you could create and add to that blog post. Or maybe it's just a section of helpful tips within a blog post. Again, this is going to go back to really knowing your audience and what they need from you. Don't just add a bunch of random content to this post to try to make it more useful if you know it's not actually going to be helpful for your audience. But also take into consideration that during this time, you're probably going to have new people coming to your site who may not be your ideal audience. So you do want the post to be really helpful and useful for anybody, but really be strategic in what you add to your content to make sure that it's relevant to your blog specifically and not just trying to make it generic or make it like another blog that you've already seen. And then the last note on creating new content is that if you're going to be creating new blog posts, really make sure to do the SEO research on these posts. I think when it comes to the end of the year, we have a lot of creative ideas and we want to do really fun and outlandish kind of recipes, but remember what the season is and what people are looking for in this season. And also you want to make sure that you're making the most of your time. So if you have a really crazy idea for something that is not going to do well on Google and it's not going to do well on Pinterest, you really have to weigh whether or not that is the right decision for you right now and is worth your time to work on that post right now. Okay, so let's talk about conducting your own website audit. Now, I have a free download that I'm going to link in the show notes because it's going to walk you through exactly how you would do this, but I want you to think about whether if you've ever gone to your website and you've realized that something is broken and you have no idea how long it has been broken for. This has happened to me countless of times when I go to people's websites and I find that a social media link is broken or their search bar can't be found. And whenever I reach out to these people to let them know, they are always shocked that they didn't know that this was broken on their site. And so this website audit is really going to help walk you through the most common mistakes I see on blogs and make sure that your website is in the best shape possible before quarter four. This goes over things like your website navigation, social media links, plugins, contents, broken links, 
All of those kinds of things is going to be in this free download for you to walk through this for your website. And in some ways, I think making sure that your website is in the best shape possible is even more important than creating new content. But I think it's a balance that you have to find between these two things. And I think just creating the best user experience for your audience and for this new traffic that you're getting is going to really help you make the most of this season. So when it comes to monetization, I want you to think about what your plans are for monetizing during Q4. Now, if you don't necessarily do a lot of things with monetization on your blog, this can be an interesting time to get started with that. And there's a few reasons for that. Again, the brands typically will have a higher budget during quarter four because they know people are ready to buy their products. And so oftentimes you can get started with working with a new brand during this time. With that being said though, a lot of the larger brands specifically have already figured out what their plans are for quarter four long before quarter three. So you have to be strategic with who you're reaching out to. And I recommend reaching out to smaller or medium-sized companies if you're looking to create a new brand partnership or a new affiliate partner. I also have an episode all about what to put in your media kit and that's definitely something that you're going to need to have if you're wanting to reach out to brands to work with them in quarter four. But I want you to start writing these things down now and start reaching out to these brands as soon as possible. Like I said, a lot of them fill their spots early on and you don't want to be trying to create a partnership for the last month of the year in October. It's just not going to work. People are too busy and their budgets are usually spent by that point. So really make a point to write out your dream brands that you would love to work with. Really think through what would make the most sense for your audience and for the size of blog that you have. And then write that list and start reaching out to people as soon as you can. Another way that you can look at creating income for yourself during this time is by creating a digital product that you sell. This can be a really great way to create passive income and capitalize on that increased traffic that you're going to have. And this is going to be something that you have for the long term as well. So if you're wanting help with that and you're wanting to hire someone to help you with that, I would recommend reaching out as soon as possible. I always get a huge influx in requests for products and eBooks and that sort of thing at the end of the year. And so I would definitely recommend reaching out to whoever it is that you want to help you with that as soon as you can. So let's just finally cover how you can capitalize on this increased traffic that you have on your site. Again, you want to make sure that your user experience is top notch by doing the website audit to make sure that things are working. I would recommend going through and interlinking relevant content. So when you look at the recipes that you have that might be Thanksgiving recipes or Christmas recipes, you want to interlink those as much as possible. This is not only going to help your users find more content that they might like, but it's also going to be a signal to Google that these other posts are posts worth looking into. So if you are linking out of a high ranking post to another post, it's going to potentially lift up that other post and help it rank better vice versa. I would look at your top 10 blog posts that performed really well in quarter four last year and go into your other content and add links to those posts. So I would add maybe two or three links from your other content to those top performing posts just to continue making sure that they raise up in rankings. Because remember, you're not going to be the only person that is doing these updates to your posts and trying to raise your rankings for these posts. So you want to be giving your content the best shot possible to continue ranking and to continue growing in the ranks during quarter four this year. This is something I cannot overstate enough. You want to make sure that you have a way for people to sign up for your email list. 
Now, if you're not doing anything with email marketing, go back and listen to last week's episode with Liz Falsigno about email marketing and how to get started with that. But I would say at the very least, make sure that you have a sign-up form in multiple places on your website. A pop-up is a great way to convert traffic during this time. You need to use that sparingly and you need to do it well, but a pop-up can be really effective, especially during Q4 with so much traffic. But to make this the most effective, you really need to have a strategic freebie that is going to make it more enticing for people to sign up. More than ever during quarter four, people are busy. They just want to get right to the recipe. And so you really have to make it worth their time to stop and read your blog post or sign up for your email list or whatever it is that you want them to do. And so you want to make sure if email list growth during this time is important to you, that you have that strategic freebie to help make it enticing for people. And then I also want you to figure out what are you going to do with these new subscribers or this new traffic? Too many times I have seen people have an increase in traffic and not capitalize on it fast enough, or they don't prepare for it by having a plan to capture that traffic and then start sending emails to that list. You could have someone subscribe to your email list on October 1st, and you could have an entire series planned out of what you're going to send them through the holidays to really help support them and give them what they're looking for. So there are two kind of disclaimers or just informational pieces that I want to share with you about quarter four and updating content and kind of all the things that we've talked about so far. So when it comes to Pinterest specifically, you want to start getting new pins for that old content out as soon as possible. As hard as it is to believe, people are already starting to search for things for quarter four, like Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Especially right now, people are really looking to get back to normal and hoping that this holiday season feels normal when much of the year has not felt normal. So I think you'd be really surprised to know how quickly people are looking for that content. So as soon as you make that list of your top posts, go ahead and prioritize making new pins for those posts. Even if you want to create new photos for them, go ahead and use your old photos for now and you can always create new pins with your new photos later, but you really wanna get that content circulating as fast as possible. Now, the other thing I wanna touch on is SEO and how quarter four can be impacted by changes to your website. So anytime that you make a change to a post on your site, you risk losing a ranking on Google. It's just the nature of SEO. It's the nature of making changes to your site. And the reason for this is basically anytime you make an update to your site, even if it's very small, even if it's changing the category on your post, it basically triggers a recrawl with Google. And so if you got lucky and one of your posts was ranking really well on Google and Google recrawls your posts and realizes that your post is no longer the top performing post amongst all of the other posts with this keyword, you could lose rankings. Now, typically when you're making these kinds of updates, when you're adding content instead of just taking away content, you're replacing photos for better photos. It usually works out in your favor, but I want to mention that take all of what I've said with a grain of salt. Most people are not going to recommend touching any posts that are in the top three of Google results during this time. That is totally okay to do. And I want you to just know that there is that risk of updating content. But I think, like I said, generally it ends up paying off in the end when you do this. The other thing that I always get asked about is redesigning your website or changing themes during quarter four. And I've had many conversations with different SEO experts about this to really understand why this is such a dangerous thing to do. And basically the reason that this becomes dangerous is when people redesign their websites or install a new theme, they often completely revamp their navigation. And so with that, they are typically removing or adding links that could have potentially been ranking factors for their site. So in the same way that updating a link on a blog post could trigger a recrawl, the same thing kind of goes true with 
updating links on your navigation bar. So if you think about however many blog posts you have or however many pages you have on your site, all of those pages and posts have the same five to 10 navigation links at the top. When you remove one of those, you've basically changed the entire internal structure of your website. Now, typically that's not going to matter if it's something like a press page or a contact page, because those are not going to be pages that are ranking in Google or that really have any Google juice to them. However, if you remove your healthy Christmas cookie link on your navigation and you are ranking in the top five for that particular post or that particular page, you could seriously destroy the traffic that you might have or all of the rankings on your site. And I say that not to be scary and not to make you feel like you can't touch anything, but I just want you to understand why different SEOs or just people in the industry will caution you against making updates to your theme or to your website during this time. So what I would say is if you are working with a web designer or somebody to update anything on your site that is on a site-wide level rather than in a you know, one particular post, know that updating your navigation is probably not a good idea during this time. You can add links to your navigation during this time. You could add Christmas recipes or something like that, but I wouldn't remove any links during this time. Wait until quarter one to do that when it's not going to be as dangerous and you're not going to probably suffer as many dropped rankings during that time. And honestly, traffic is way lower during quarter one anyway, so it's usually not going to affect you as much. If you are redesigning your website, the same thing goes true. Keep your navigation menu intact, only add to it, don't take away from it, and you hopefully should be safe. But I find that typically when people are updating to a new theme, maybe they're changing to Genesis in order to help their page speed, those types of risks that you might be taking are going to be greatly outweighed by the better user experience, the faster page speed, and overall better website experience that someone's going to have on your site when you redesign your website or when you move to a better theme. So that was a lot of content to cover, but I really wanted to make sure to dive into Q4 way before we needed to talk about it because I think it's really important to start making a plan for it now. And I think the people that spend time during the summer preparing for quarter four are the ones who are going to see the biggest jumps in traffic and just an overall the best experience during quarter four in terms of growing their traffic, growing their email list or their audience, and just really feeling like they got the most out of quarter four. So I would love to know what you thought of this episode and what you're planning on taking action on right away. I think creating that spreadsheet is the best thing that you can do first or working on your website audit. So again, you're going to find all of the links to all of these resources in the show notes or on the Grace and Vine Studios website going to the podcast tab and you'll be able to see all of our recent episodes. If you are loving the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I'm busy planning content for the rest of this year and so I would love to hear what you want to learn about and what would really be helpful for you in growing your food blog. So please reach out. You can get in touch via email or you can Instagram message me. I love connecting with you guys on Instagram and I love seeing when you guys share the podcast over there and share what you're learning. So hope to chat with you guys over there on Instagram and until next week, friends, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to the vinepodcast.com. Talk soon.